Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to You Are What You Love, your window into the future of spirituality. We're going to talk to you about your life and the evolution of your soul while we bring alive the essence of eternal truth. So here is your host, the author of You Are What You Love, Waishali. Welcome to the Sunday two-hour You Are What You Love. I'm your hostess, Waishali, author of You Are What You Love, the companion playbook to You Are What You Love, Wisdom Rising, and the newly released Wisdom Rising 2. We just finished putting the uh, final touches on the editing for the Wisdom Rising book on CD. So that should be ready for download off of Amazon and purplev.com in the very near future. Also been putting on the finishing touches on the DVD that you have most been asking for, and that is for me to do a DVD that is called An Introduction to Chinate Song, or the um, Esoteric Taoist Form of Internal Organ Massage. So I finally put together an introductory DVD showing you what it is, how to do it, how to diagnose a navel, all those good things that you've been clamoring for, and we're putting the final touches on that, so that should be out shortly as well and wanted to let you know that i'm live in the most beautiful purple chat room in all of internet land and you're welcome to join me by coming to that's right the most beautiful purple website in all of internet land come to purplev.com. v is in violet when you come to purplev.com, wait till you see Enter Sight flash in the center of the screen. Then click on Enter Sight, go up to the upper right-hand corner and click on Listen Live and V's Chat. If it's your first time joining me in the chat room, take a moment to hit register, take a moment to register, sign in, and then join myself and the other fun listeners in the most beautiful purple chat room in all of Internet land. Well, today is a topic that you've heard me talk about, but we are going to make this entire two hours about everything Ayurvedic. Now, for those of you who have heard Ayurveda before, heard the word, but you don't know what it means, or those of you that know that Ayurveda has something to do with some kind of alternative healing, but you're not really sure what it is, let me give you a real brief introduction. Ayurveda is the Eastern Indian system of self-healing. There's also the Tibetan Ayurveda, the Tibetan system of self-healing. And Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word. It's probably why it doesn't seem like it has any common sense mainstream context to you. It's not an English word. And Ayurveda, Ayurveda basically means the science to everyday life. And the idea is that there is a science to the execution of our everyday life. But 
Before we get into routines and appropriate way to execute the science for your everyday life in order to maintain not only well-being, but your greatest longevity, there's some things you need to understand about Ayurveda, that there are body types. And we're going to throw around words like vata, pitta, and kapha. So we're going to try and constantly be explaining these terms. So if you want to take notes, feel free to do that. But we're going to try and have this conversation so you don't need a program. So let me bring my other exciting guests on that I'm so excited to share with you. Because if we were going to open up a dialogue about Ayurveda, you couldn't do it without these two people. So um, on my first guest, I'm going to go with ladies first. I, I know you'll understand, Dr. Paul. Um, so let me introduce first to you two. Kellen Brugman. And Kellen is a certified yoga teacher. Uh, she's an Ayurvedic lifestyle counselor. She's a published author, and she bases her practice in Santa Barbara, California. She combines the healing benefits of yoga and Ayurveda, and she helps other people bring balance and harmony to their body, their mind, and their life, because that's what Ayurveda is all about. Whether it's she performs this service by providing some kind of inspiration in yoga class, or perhaps it's giving people insights on how to manage their life in her Ayurvedic lifestyle consultations, or just encouragement during the wellness retreats. Kellen provides folks with the space to transform their lives and discover the divine peace that they are. They don't have it, they are it. Uh, she's been certified by the Ayurvedic Institute in Albuquerque, and she studied since 2004 with Dr. Vasant Laud, who I've studied with, and my next guest, Dr. Paul Hoffman, has studied with. And she received her teaching certification from the White Lotus Foundation and training in Ayur Yoga from the Ayurvedic Institute. And I want to encourage you to visit her website, which is her name, Kellen Brugman, and that's like Helen, but with a K. It's K-E-L-L-E-N-B-R-U-G-M-A-N. I'll go ahead and post that in the chat room for those of you that are in the chat room so you can run, don't walk to her website and check her out. And the second half, the Yang portion of our Ayurvedic conversation today is Dr. Paul Hoffman. And Dr. Paul Hoffman is a allopathic or Western medicine doctor. He's a double board certified allopathic doctor. And I first met Dr. Paul Hoffman when I was studying Ayurveda with Dr. Ladd at Mount Madonna. And that has to have been in the early 90s. I think we met sometime in the early 90s, maybe 91, 92 studying Ayurveda at Mount Madonna. Dr. Paul Hoffman has been working on his own book about Ayurveda, explaining it to layman's. It's got a really catchy title to it. I know you'll love it. It's called, Dude, Where's My Healing? And after working probably close to a decade on this book, he's finally ready to release it this year. And he's also studied with Dr. Ladd for many years, and now he teaches at Mount Madonna, where we first went to study with Dr. Ladd. And both 
Helen and Dr. Paul Hoffman are going to be joining me on the Queen Mary this year. As you know, we're having a three-day symposium called Cure What Ails You on the Queen Mary, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of March of this year. And one of the things that I'm doing in order to honor my guests is we're going to give away some free tickets for Friday, for the Friday event. Now, that's a almost a $50 value. And we'll be giving away free tickets to anyone who wants to email me. V, V is in violet, V at Wishali, V at purpleV.com for the Friday day. So, Helen, Dr. Paul, welcome to You Are What You Love. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. So, why don't we get into, because there's got to be a story about how you guys got into Ayurveda. I mean, it's not, it's not a real common mainstream thing. So I got to imagine that there's something about how it, it called to you, how you became an Ayurvedic practitioner. That's, that's worth our time. So, um, Kellen, why don't we start with you, sweetheart? How did you get involved in, in Ayurveda? Well, I started becoming interested in Ayurveda through yoga and backing up a bit how I got interested in yoga was I used to be in the corporate world and um, in my 20s and early 30s and I was super stressed and realized that my ways of dealing with stress, which were healthy, it was running. Um, Running would give me like a short-term respite from the stress, but it wasn't releasing the stress from really from like the, the, the nervous system, the mind. And so I happened into a yoga class, and after the first class, I realized, wow, you know, I just really felt um, like a, a deeper sense of relaxation and, you know, slept better that night and just really felt great. So it was a few years into um, practicing yoga and through the encouragement of my first yoga teacher that I started teaching yoga. And when I went for my yoga certification up at White Lotus, my yurt mate (laughs) uh, had a book by uh, Dr. David Frawley, and it was Yoga and Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. And I started reading the book, and it just seamlessly started to blend into my my yoga practice. Um, I was hooked, and within a year, went to my first class with Dr. Laud, and... um, I knew I had found my teacher at that point because one of the first words out of his mouth were, our learning should be joy, our learning should be fun. And I said, wow, that's how I feel when I'm doing yoga, and that's how I feel when I'm learning about Ayurveda. So that's, that, that's, that was how the door opened for me into Ayurveda, and it's, it's been just a, an amazing, interesting, rewarding adventure ever ever since. Well, God bless you for plowing through David Frawley's books because, you know, he's real. He likes to get scholarly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is nice because then, you know, Dr. Lod's um, style of writing is, is so clinical and yet it's so simple and spiritual, too. So um, there's, yeah, there's, there's some amazing references um, for us out here for sure. And Dr. Paul, here you are, you're a mainstream allopathic Western medicine doctor. So 
you know, this is something I've never asked you. So what in God's name possessed you to go to this weird class with this Indian guy and learn this system of self-healing that it's you have to learn two languages. You have to learn Sanskrit because everything in Ayurveda is Sanskrit because that's what they spoke when they created it. And you have to learn a new language as far as how you see life and how you see an interaction of energy. So what, what, how did you get there? Well, uh, like Helen, I've uh, also been a long-term uh, student of yoga for many of the same stress-relieving uh, reasons. And I was in the habit of going to a lot of yoga programs and retreats at Mount Madonna and as you might expect, they sent me all kinds of flyers and information, and uh, one such flyer said, uh, this is uh, Ayurveda. It's a medical science that's associated with yoga. And so being in the medical science field and being a student of yoga, I thought, well, this sounds like something that might fit for me. So I, uh, I took up the, uh, the call there and went to take this first. Uh, program for me up again at this yoga retreat, uh, Mount Madonna Center in Watsonville. And uh, like Helen, when I met Dr. Ladd, uh, I had that same feeling that uh, you uh, get if you're lucky when you find the person who inspires you. And I remember uh, walking into my first uh, class a little bit late with Dr. Ladd and um, he was lecturing to a group of entranced students there, and he uh, stopped his lecture when I walked in and looked up at me and asked me, are you a doctor? And, of course, he didn't know me at all, but uh, there was something very magical about that perceptual ability, and uh, I decided to stick around and uh, learn what was there. And what I learned was that there was this a very, very old science of Ayurveda, probably the oldest organized health science, that was really good at looking at the world in an entirely different way than I was used to looking at it as an allopathic physician. Uh, in allopathy, of course, everything is looked at in terms of um, quantitative kind of aspect. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers measuring things, uh, throwing numbers around. And in Ayurveda, it was totally different. Instead, we looked at subjective quality kind of issues, and that allowed an explanation of things that were unexplained in allopathic thinking. So here we had an opportunity to learn what was previously unknown to me in allopathic uh, medicine. And of course, Learning something that uh, is uh, otherwise unknown is very attractive, and that led me to be a long-term student of, uh, of Dr. Ladd and other uh, wonderful Ayurveda teachers. Okay, interesting. That makes sense. 
Um, so let's talk about, let's get down to some nuts and bolts to make this practical for people in their everyday life. Um, Ayurveda says that there are three energies that make up anything that's living, anything, whether it's the planet, whether it's a house plant, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's, believe it or not, even elected political officials, whether it's an animal, whether it's a rock, anything that is alive is made up of these three different energies. And the energies are called vata. Vata means air and space. And I write about this introduction to this a lot in Wisdom Rising 2. The idea is we hear air and space and we think, well, that's all the same. But think of it differently. Think of it as as space is how large the room is. Is it big? Is it small? What shape is it? Is it irregular? And air is kind of the volume that fills up that space. Pitta is fire and water. But it's not water in the like what comes out of our tap. It would be more water, more like volcanic lava or salt water or digestive juices. And then there's kapha, and kapha is earth and water. And all of us have all three of these energies in us, or we wouldn't be alive. So we all have vata, pitta, and kapha in us, but we have them at to different degrees. And these energies are called doshas. Vata is a dosha, pitta is a dosha, kapha is a dosha. And all three of us, all of us have all three of these energies, all three of these doshas, but it's not the same for everybody. There's different ways that these energies show up. So um, I'd like both of you to kind of chime in and add more to this conversation to people that are just learning about Ayurveda or heard a little, but they don't really understand it. So, um, Kellen, why don't you pick up the ball from here and go ahead and run with it for a while, and then we'll pass it on to Dr. Paul. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Yeah, that was a great way to just start that conversation with, you know, the strange word, you know, called doshas and just beginning to apply it to, um, to life, which is, it's really so beautiful about just the whole study and practice of Ayurveda. It's, um, it's very basic. It's, you know, takes the, the five elements that make up everything in this world and, you know, organize them in a way that help explain all the, um, the actions and the non-actions basically of, of all life. And, you know, when working with clients and my youngest client um, so far to date was a seven-year-old and, you know, being able to just really teach Ayurveda to a seven-year-old was, was quite fun because um, when you just look at, you know, the Vata Dosha and it being governing, governing all movement in, in life, whether it's, you know, the wind um, moving the sand on sand dunes, um, are in our bodies. It's that that energy of movement of air in our respiration, um, in the movement of the muscles. Uh, on a subtle level, it's the movement of um, communication throughout the um, the nervous system. And then uh, the dosha of pitta, you know, its action is it's the transformation. So, in, I mean, in nature, it's that of uh, sunlight, the photosynthesis that happens to um, create life and to create, um, 
you know, food, um, through fruits, through vegetables, all of that. Um, you know, it's the transformation of, um, food into nourishment physically and food as consciousness in our bodies. So that main side of Pitta, um, you know, relating to that fire and water element is the digestive system in the body. And we see that transformation um, in the physical sense there. And then in the mind, you know, uh, Pitta manifests as um, transforming, digesting our sensory experiences, you know, what we see, what we hear, uh, what we feel, what we touch through, um, you know, as, as knowledge, as information um, for ourselves. And then the Kapha Dosha, God bless Kapha, <laughs> keeps, it's the glue that keeps everything together, you know, providing um, the structure in, in the world. It's, you know, the, the, the rocks. I'm out here in Tucson right now, and, you know, there's lots of Kapha in terms of, of the rocks here. And uh, in our bodies, you know, the uh, Kapha Dosha is that which provides uh protection and structure and and lubrication so you know we've got the the beautiful structure of the of the bones protecting the the vital organs the brain and you know the liver the spleen um the juices of pitta or pitta are hot the juices of kapha are cooling and so and nourishing and protecting so it's you know the synovial fluid in the joints um that's the, uh, you know, the sinus secretions, all of that providing lubrication and, and nourishment. So, um, you know, just looking at the doshas in that, it's a, in those basic ways, you know, allows us to now start seeing, okay, how can we apply it to our, like, as you said, washali is the, the um, you know, the basic functions of our everyday life. How do we see those those actions, those qualities manifesting in my body, in my relationships, and the food, and all of that. And uh, it's just um, a beautiful uh, groundwork looking at the elements and the doshas. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Paul, you want to pick up that baton? I'd love to. Um, so, so we have these three uh, funny terms, uh, vata, pitta, and kapha. And it was very confusing to me when I started out trying to understand what, what these things are. Uh, now, Vaishali described them as energies. Uh, other people have described them as uh, substances. But for me, it made the most sense to describe them as quality categories. In other words, if you look at something, it has an essential quality to it. A feather is light. And it blows around and moves. A fire is hot and it generates a lot of heat and transformation. And uh, water or earth is very stable. So the qualities of things are basically the currency with which Ayurveda views the world. So Anything that has the qualities of essentially lightness to oversimplify is uh, called by this category vata. And included with lightness are uh, mobility, activity, clarity, a certain amount of dryness, 
cold nature and uh, dispersing kind of tendencies. As Kellen said, it's very mobile. It's the movement quality in pretty much anything. So if you apply that to people, you notice that you have uh, people in your world that have those qualities. They're very light. They're very thin. They're very mobile. They're very active. They're somewhat clairvoyant and um, uh, and move around a lot and maybe talk quite a bit. And so you realize that that is one category of person that you know. Similarly, you've probably uh, shaken the hand of uh, someone whose hand is very warm, and they have uh, qualities of themselves that are warm, they're hot, and they have other qualities that uh, go together to form this um, quality group or dosha called pitta, or the fire quality to oversimplify. And those qualities are uh, heat, sharpness, light, a certain amount of liquidity, a sour and oily quality, and a spreading nature. And these people, uh, because we're really most interested in people, uh, are people that have a lot of these qualities in their nature. They uh, have very sharp minds, for example, and they're very exact, and uh, they uh, are uh, all over the place in terms of participation and control. So there's that second group of qualities that just naturally tend to go together and can be identified when looking at the world through Ayurvedic glasses. And then that third quality that that was mentioned to oversimplify is the quality of heaviness or stability. And that is called kapha in the Sanskrit world. So the qualities of heaviness, slowness, uh, also a cool nature like the air or vata quality, uh, an oily quality, also like the fire aspect, also liquid, but very dense, uh, very thick, and not mobile, static, in fact, and a little bit uh, cloudy and turbid in its uh, liquid nature. That Those qualities all tend to go together, and what Ayurveda does is allows you to see those groupings uh, in the world and identify them and draw certain conclusions about those things and people that possess those quality groupings. So that is uh, the essential uh, different nature of Ayurveda and how it looks at the world differently in terms of those quality groupings, air or vata, fire or pitta, and earth or kapha. And I just want to let the listening audience know we could be talking about these ideas of Vata Pitta all day and not exhaust them. So this is a real Mm -hmm. thumbnail introduction to the ideas. I also want to welcome anyone who may have just joined us to the program. It's called You Are What You Love. I'm your hostess, Wishali, author of You Are What You Love. And I'm live in the most beautiful purple chat room in all of Internet land. And you're welcome to join me by coming to purplev.com. Today, we are talking about everything that is Ayurvedic and Ayur Yoga relative. Today, my guest is 
Kellen Brugman. She is a Ayurvedic consultant and teaches Ayur yoga. She's also an author. She's based in Santa Barbara. And my good friend, Dr. Paul Hoffman, who is a double board certified allopathic Western doctor who's also studied Ayurveda for many years and is also now teaching Ayurveda at Mount Madonna in Watsonville, California. And his first book, it's a two-volume book about Ayurveda, is due out this year. It's called, Dude, Where's My Cure? And Kellen and Dr. Paul will be joining me on the Queen Mary. As you all know, I've been talking about the event on the Queen Mary. It's March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And the event is called, Cure What Ails You?, And I've handpicked some very special mind, body, spirit, alternative healers to offer you three days to come and saturate yourself being in an environment where you're surrounded by these experts and you get to ask them specifically what you need to cure what ails you. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Instead of going to some of these events where you get bombarded with information overload and you walk away with a lot of information, but maybe not any specific on how to address what's not balanced in your life, This event is designed to give you access to people across the board over three days to get everything that you need to balance and bring your mind, body, spirit back into wholeness. We're giving away free tickets for the Friday event. So uh, if you would like free tickets, it's a $49 value. Feel free to email me, v at purple v v is in violet v is in wishali and we will send you free tickets for friday it's friday saturday and sunday and what i wanted to do is a lot of people come to me and i charge two hundred dollars an hour for a session and they'll ask me what their constitution is they'll ask me am i vata primary am i pitta primary am i kapha primary what's my constitution and i'll tell them that i'm not a clinician i went into ayurveda to get spiritual psychology. I'm more into the spiritual teacher, the spiritual psychology into the portion. I understand Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, and I've used it. I've used it in my own life. If I didn't know Ayurveda, I would have died after a car accident in the late 90s because I wouldn't have known how to address my body's constitution and what I needed to bring my weakness back into balance and what I needed to do to keep my strengths intact so they didn't erode no person on this planet should go through life without knowing what their constitutional 
elements are. What order are you? Vata primary? Are you Pitta primary? And also know what your proclivity for imbalance is. Because you might be Pitta primary, but that may not be your proclivity for imbalance. Your proclivity for imbalance might be something else. So it's essential that you know what your constitution is and what your proclivity is for imbalance if you want to find your emotional, psychological, and spiritual ass with 50 grabs and be able to bring it back into any kind of not only balance, but quality of life, quality of consciousness, quality of longevity. Ayurveda is all about the quality of your life. So the lines are open. If you had a question and you wanted to ask our guests about Ayurveda, you're welcome to call in 877-230-3062. Again, that's 877-230-3062. And for all my friends in the chat room, if you had a question, feel free to post it, and I'm happy to field that for you. Um, One of the things I wanted to get into, uh, Kellen and Paul, is really expressing to people why it's important for them to understand their constitution and their proclivity for imbalance. And Ayurveda, knowing your constitution is called your prakruti, but where you are, what your your imbalance is, is called your vrikruti. So um, we're going to keep our standard here of going ladies first. (laughs) So, um, Kellen, would you like to talk to people, address this about why this is critical in the know thyself quest in life to know what your Ayurvedic constitution is. Sure thing. And um, I loved what you said about, um, you know, no one should go through this life not knowing what their Ayurvedic constitution is. And um, one of my favorite quotes, um, being a writer, I, I enjoy reading writers and there's this writer called Shakespeare, <laughs> quite brilliant man. And uh, I have a feeling he dipped into Ayurveda at some point because um, one his quote, a famous quote, to thine own self be true. And mm-hmm. th- that quote just blows me away in terms of, um, of Ayurveda because in order, you know, for one to be true to oneself, you know, taking care of oneself physically and mentally and spiritually – you know, we first must know oneself. You know, what is my prakruti, my constitution? You know, what doshic ratio do I have of vata, pitta, and kapha? Um, so that's that is key. I mean, as much as knowing, you know, one's, you know, where you live, what's your phone number, you know, all of that, um, knowing what one's Ayurvedic constitution is, and then the other thing that you mentioned. Washali is the um, you know what, knowing what one's proclivity is for imbalance, and the importance of that according to Ayurveda and where it, Ayurveda is different from from traditional um, you know Western medicine is um, educating you know oneself about not just you know what one's procl- proclivity is for imbalance, but knowing. Um, that the slightest, slightest imbalance, what that looks like and what to do. And in Ayurveda, there's the Sanskrit word called the the, the purvarupa, and it it means the warning bells. So if you will, just thinking of it as, you know, that's the yellow caution light. And as Ayurvedic practitioners, you know, we want to be able to help our clients 
start to see the yellow light, hear the warning bells, um, instead of when a disease can go into a more advanced stage, a chronic stage, where all of a sudden it's the red light and it's the mega horn, you know, blaring in your ear that, oh my gosh, there's an imbalance. So, um, you know, to me, those are just like, you know, just the gifts of, Ayur- of Ayurvedic medicine is um, being able to know thyself. And then, you know, when there are those imbalances, you know, how, how does a Vata predominant person um, take care of themselves versus a Pitta predominant person? Um, you know, it's unique and it's, it's simple ways of, um, of helping one know, know oneself and then being able to um, correct those imbalances. So that there is that quality of life. That's um, that's another key thing that you mentioned. Is you know, it's the quality of life. Life is is meant to be enjoyed, and we have that enjoyment when we when we have our health. Nicely stated. Yes. <laughs> Thank Paul, you. Would you like to build on this, sweetheart? I'd love to. Uh, and I think one of the key words here is balance. Uh, we all have our own individual genetic qualities, which, from the Ayurvedic point of view, we group and describe with these three terms, vata or air-like, pitta or fire-like, kapha or earth-like. And when we uh, uh, understand that there are qualities associated with those categories, we can then understand how we add qualities in our life to those genetic qualities that can result either in a balancing of those qualities or an aggravation of those mm-hmm. qualities. Yeah. So, for example, if you're an air-like person and you eat air-like food, then you have eventually uh, a problem with building up too much air-like or vata quality. And that manifests in certain ways uh, in terms of diseases and uh, discomfort. Uh, things like especially nervous disorders, dryness of skin, constipation, and so forth. So if we recognize that those problems can be the result not necessarily of chemical or bacterial kind of uh, allopathic problems, but of taking things into our lives that are not balancing for our genetic qualities, then we can make adjustments to take things that are balancing. And so an air-like person who has too much air needs to take things into uh, his or her life that are the opposite of air, that are more heavy, like the kapha kind of things, things that will ground that natural tendency to air-like or vata kind of uh, um, behavior and uh, illness. Similarly, if you're a fire-type person, you have to maintain a balance for that genetic tendency. And if you take things that are very hot, when you're already a hot person to begin with, then you're going to get overheated. And that, we recognize in Ayurveda, yields another kind of illness, inflammation, if you will, that are best treated by learning what things in our life that we take in also have this fire quality, and in the case of a fire person, learning to avoid those and instead taking things that are balancing for the fire quality, which, as you can imagine, are cooling things. And those 
changes we take in are in lots of different categories. Ayurveda focuses mostly on food uh, as a way to balance those genetic qualities and also uses the lifestyle, herbs, yoga, all of these things. But they're viewed in terms of their balancing or unbalancing uh, qualities for each individual depending on whether they have problems with excess air, fire, or earth, also uh, known as vata, pitta, and kapha. So when we understand things in that way, we can rebalance. And so Ayurveda looks at not only what you came out of the factory with in terms of your genetic qualities, but how you have run your vehicle on the road in a way that has put it out of balance. Have you taken in things that are balancing or unbalancing? And that's the way Ayurveda looks at things and is able to bring health and balance back into each individual world. You know, I'm so glad you you brought this up, Dr. Paul. Um, when I was in my mid-20s, you've heard me, you've all heard me talk about this when my organs were degenerating. Um, my organs were literally dying in my body. I had exploratory surgery because I was experiencing great distension and liver pain. And after they did exploratory surgery, my doctor said, Every organ in your body from your stomach to your rectum is in crisis and it's inflamed. And it's, he took a quarter from his pocket. He said, I could flip this quarter right now to determine which organ is going to shut down first. It's either going to be your liver or your small intestines because those organs are in crisis. And it's just a matter of time as to which one is going to shut down. And that's probably how you're going to die. Now, at that time, I didn't know about Ayurveda didn't know about the internal organ massage. That's what put me on the path to finding about these things. So after hearing this, I went and did some research on what in our culture is good as far as nutrition and as far as giving roughage to the body, give it something to work on, to strengthen it. So I started eating copious quantities of raw broccoli. Now, once I started studying Ayurveda, I realized that although raw broccoli for some people, for some pitta people, is a good choice for a person with my constitution that was dealing with my imbalance, that was probably the worst thing that I could eat. That was probably putting nails in my coffin faster than spending a half an hour with my family, which, trust me, that was already accelerating things light years. So it's essential that you understand what your constitution is and what your proclivity is because just understanding our culture and diet and lifestyle from our mainstream understanding of life isn't going to get you there. It isn't going to help you. And if you find yourself, God forbid, in a situation like I did, um, you want to already have this information in place so that you know how to bring yourself out of crisis and back into balance. Because when you're diagnosed with cancer, when you're diagnosed with something serious, that's not the time to say, you know what, I think I'm going to take a couple of years out of my life and run over to Albuquerque and study Ayurveda. You need to have it now. That's why I cannot encourage you enough to come to the Queen Mary and see Kellen and see Dr. Paul 
let them take your pulse. Let them talk to you about what your constitution is. Let them listen to what your concerns are about your life. So Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That you're armed with what diet is good for me. Is it Vata pacifying? Is it Pitta pacifying? Is it Kapha pacifying? Because what's right for you may not be right for your child, may not be right for your spouse, may not be right for your neighbor. Because each person, according to Ayurveda, is a universe unto themselves. And you've got to know what your universe is. So let's say you're dealing with some health challenge. This would be the time, this would be the show to call in and say, Kellen, Dr. Paul, look, I'm dealing with these symptoms, this diagnosis, this whatever. What can you tell me about my situation? What can you tell me about how I got here and about how to move forward, about how to recover? This would be the time to get that kind of information. The lines are open, 877-230-3062. Again, that's 877-230-3062. And again... Dr. Paul and Kellen will be joining me on the Queen Mary, March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, where we'll be having three days of a symposium called Cure What Ails You, where you get whatever you need addressed in absolute in-depth clarity across the board, mind, body, spirit, because you're not just a physical person. You don't just come here with an intellectual mind. You don't come here as a disembodied head. You're not just an emotional bag of charges. You're a spiritual creature having a human experience that involves a physical body. It involves a mental body. It involves an emotional body. It involves a history and experiential body. It involves layers of different types of intelligence that come together to create this thing we call life in the human arena. And ain't it fun? So um, one of the things I want to talk to you guys about is I got to tell you, when I first met the love of my life, Elliot, and we were getting to know each other. He was um, seeing a woman that I've had on my show before who I have great respect for, uh, Dr. Marilyn Chernoff, that clears allergies. She's awesome. And um, she, one of the things that she was very helpful with is she she took a lot of the Ayurvedic herbs I was taking and said, you know, you're allergic to almost all of these and cleared me from them so I could actually start getting benefit from them. But when Elliot was telling me about his experience with getting cleared, he started out saying, yeah, I had to get cleared from onions. And I said, and garlic and pepper. And I just started going through all the pitta aggravating things. And his eyes got really big and he went, oh, my God, you are psychic. How did you know that? 
And I just looked at him and said, because, dude, you're a pit to primary, and I understand what that means. So would you guys talk about how this has changed your ability to understand the world and people around you? Because you understand the energies that make it up. So forgive me, Dr. Paul, we're going to do the ladies first <laughs> policy again. Helen, would you like to go ahead and jump in there with that one, girlfriend? Sure thing here. Um, gosh, yeah, I just experienced this myself on, on Friday in terms of, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I happen to be both Vata and Pitta predominant. And uh, on Friday, I traveled from Santa Barbara, which is very lush and, um, gosh, has its kapha type qualities being near, being near the ocean and a lot of succulents and all that. And I traveled a road trip. I drove from um, Santa Barbara to Tucson. And so that whole um, lifestyle of travel is it's vata. It's going, you know, Dr. Paul has, you know, mentioned the qualities, the, the, the gunas of Ayurveda that offer us just this beautiful navigational system of, of maintaining balance in, in the physical body and the mental body. So if we look at that vata dosha being air and space and looking at travel is basically moving through space at high speeds. You know, um, I actually had some high speeds going through the desert too. <laughs> um, but so moving at high speeds is mobile. It's that quality of vata uh, mobile. And then arriving in Tucson, of course, it's the desert. So it's a dry, rough. Um, light. It's very subtle. There's so much space. Um, you can just see for for miles and miles. So what I noticed in my own body, physically and um, mentally, from that tr- that trip, it was about a, uh, a 10-hour trip due to some, some rain and traffic delays, but those Vata qualities in my body were dry, the dry skin, um, the little sense of you know, just a little roughness, too, of, of the skin as it was dry. And, um, you know, it felt a little spaced out, a little ungrounded when I when I arrived after traveling. And so, you know, automatically I was like, okay, so I need to implement that strategy of, you know, opposites pacify. So I, uh, my family kind of jokes with me, but, you know, I'll, I'll do a quick hug saying hello, but then I'll get down on the floor and do some grounding yoga poses just to, um, you know, get me physically and mentally uh, grounded. So some forward folds, some uh, reclining spinal twists. And um, that helps the physical and the mental body. And then I just did a grounding breathing practice as well to um, just calm calm the mind a bit. Um, so the opposite of mobile is um, stable or st- steady, stillness. Um so I implemented that um, dry. I made sure I had uh, some nice warm liquidy teas, uh, some some good oils with dinner that night. Um, so dry, start to bring oily liquid into that. And um, it was really great because I felt like, you know, Vata started, started to pretty much um, calm down um, right away. And I'm having to maintain that here in Tucson because I'm in a Vata-type environment. And um, some of the things I can get away with in Santa Barbara, like uh, a latte, um, can't do it here in the desert. It, it will 
as we say in um, <laughs> real technical terms, it will whack out my vada out here. So <laughs> I'm uh, doing the chai with a tiny bit of uh, decaf tea in that while I'm here in Tucson. So, yeah, I love Ayurveda. It's, it, it helps me navigate, you know, just those simple aspects of, you know, how do I have a, have a great travel day and, you know, arrive with, you know, my doshas in balance. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. You know how to manage your life. I'm Vata primary. And the worst thing you can do for a Vata primary person is put them on a plane and fly them around the country. And I do it all the time. Uh, I flew over 50,000 miles last year, but I know how to bring that Vata back into balance so that when I arrive, I'm focused, I'm clear, and most of all, I'm functional with a good quality of life. I'm not in bed recovering. Dr. Paul, you want to pick up this conversation, honey? Love to. Um, you know, the main thing that is important to understand in Ayurveda is how it differentiates between different uh, groups and different types of uh, people as well as many other things. So when we talk about what's good for us, it has to be understood in terms of who us is. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's like the central, uh, essential question in Ayurveda is, is this good for me? For whom is this a good thing? So you mentioned broccoli, which has kind of light and dry and raw uh, qualities to it, that is a good thing uh, to balance someone who needs those qualities. That would be a heavy person like me, someone who's uh, got uh, natural qualities that need those uh, qualities of broccoli for balance and not for someone who already has those qualities to begin with. So the essential thing is that we differentiate what our quality type is and how we've become balanced or unbalanced, and what it is that can put us in a, a, a rebalanced state. So um, this is very different than uh, allopathic and really a lot of other, even alternative medical thinking, is that you have to differentiate for whom uh, your uh, therapy is intended. So the idea, for example, that uh, salad is good for you, or orange juice is good for you, begs the question of who you is. And if you don't know that, then you make the same kind of mistakes that uh, Vaishali may have made in the, in the beginning, and we all make from time to time, but not knowing what is balancing. It's, it's like not knowing what kind of fuel to put in your vehicle. Yeah. Your, your own body is kind of like a vehicle in which your spirit is uh, riding around, and you need to know how to take care of it. And one way is to know what uh, kind of gas to put in when you're pulling up to the food pump. And um, if you know that, then you don't put diesel in your Corvette, which is essentially um, what we do when we don't know how we are different and we think that the same foods are good or not good for everybody simply because they have a lot of vitamins uh, in them, or some other component. So when we understand what our body quality type is, then we can begin to understand what kind of 
balancing things are needed. And Cohen mentioned uh, environment, which, of course, is, is very, very important. Um, I know people who are naturally fire types, and they do terribly poorly when they're hanging out playing tennis in the desert. Um, they get worse qualities of fire because they're adding fire to fire. And then what do you get? You get a, a meltdown, really. And uh, people uh, with this problem don't understand that, that what they're doing, adding fire to fire. And when they get all furious and angry, uh, nobody really gets what's happening. Well, if you understand how fire needs cool in order to stay balanced, then you can tell a person like this, hey, you shouldn't be living in Palm Springs. You should be living in Santa Barbara or in um, Seattle or someplace that's nice and cool because that will be balancing for you. On the other hand, someone like me could not live in Seattle because I don't need cold and wet. I've, I've already got that in my constitution. I need something um, that's more balancing for me. And so there are all these uh, issues in our life, uh, food, uh, environment, uh, employment, uh, medicine, drugs, um, activities that all have these qualities that are identified by the Ayurvedic point of view. And when you understand what you are and what you need in, in terms of those um, uh, aspects to maintain your balance, then you have a whole different way, a whole set of tools for maintaining balance, which in Ayurveda is equivalent to health. Perfect, sweetheart. Um, we're going to have to take a break now. Uh, again, you've been listening to my hosts, Dr. Paul Hoffman and Kelly and Brugman. And uh, again, uh, we are going to be back on the Queen Mary on March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, where you get to see them in person, get to ask them to take your pulse, tell you what your constitution is, find out how to cure what ails you, giving away free tickets to the event for Friday by emailing me v at purplev.com. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for the second hour of You Are What You Love. This is ContactTalkRadio.com, consciousness in action, and you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and UpSnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to You Are What You Love, your window into the future of spirituality. We're going to talk to you about your life and the evolution of your soul while we bring alive the essence of eternal truth. So here is your host, the... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Author of You Are What You Love, Washali. And welcome back to the top of the second hour of You Are What You Love, the special two-hour Sunday edition. I'm your hostess, Wishali, author of You Are What You Love, Wisdom Rising, and the newly released Wisdom Rising 2. I'm also live in the most beautiful purple chat room in all of Internet land, and we have a lively crowd, and you are officially and formally invited to join me by coming to Purple V. V is in Violet. V is in Wishali. PurpleV.com. Click on Enter Site when you see it flash in the center of the screen. Then run up to the upper right-hand corner and click on Listen Live and V's Chat. If it's your first time here into the chat room joining us, take a moment to hit register. Take a moment to register, sign in, and join us in the most beautiful purple chat room in all of Internet land. And I just want to reintroduce you to our guests. Uh, Today is Everything Ayurveda. And we've got two fabulous experts about Ayurveda that are here to talk to us about Ayurveda and what it means to your life and your well-being and your health. We've got Kellyanne Brugman. She is a yogic teacher. And she is also certified uh, in Ayurveda from the Ayurvedic Institute in Albuquerque since 2004. She also received her teaching certification from the White Lotus Foundation and training in Ayurveda from the Ayurvedic Institute. And I am putting up her link to her website in the chat room. It is her name, Kellyan Brugman, K-E-L-L-E-N-B-R-U-G-M-A-N. She's also an author, so check out her website for her different uh, listing of her publications. We also have with us my dear friend, Dr. Paul Hoffman. You've all heard me talk about the car accident that I had in the late 90s that I was not expected to live from. Well, Dr. Paul Hoffman was my physician at the time, and like to, I like to imagine that one of the reasons that I'm still alive is because I had him in my life. He is a double board certified allopathic Western doctor. He's studied Ayurveda with Dr. Vasant Laud for many, many years. He now teaches Ayurveda at the Mount Madonna Center in Watsonville, California. And his first book out is going to be out this year. I shouldn't say book. It's actually a two volume set. His two volume set called Dude, Where's My Cure is due to be released this year. And Kellen and Dr. Paul will also be joining me on the Queen Mary on March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of 2013. And we'll be doing a 3D symposium called Cure What Ails You. I've gathered together, uh, hand-picked, a selected group of mind-body-spirit alternative healers that are there to address your issues with your life, mind, body, spirit across the board. If you were to take what you would pay me for one hour, you can come to three days from nine in the morning to six at night and get three days of 
one-on-one, personalized, in-depth feedback about what ails you to get your life and your health back into balance, back into check, and to take your power back in the world. If you had a question about Ayurveda, maybe you have a question about understanding Ayurveda, you've heard something about it in the past, you want more information about it. Maybe you have a question about a health issue you have and you want to understand it from an Ayurvedic point of view. The lines are open, 877-230-3062. Again, that's 877-230-3062 is your hotline into the studio to talk to Kellen and Dr. Paul about your life and how it relates to an Ayurvedic perspective. So I want to get back into... Um, Dr. Paul and Kellen, I want to get back into what I think, to me, is the foundation of health and well-being. And and it, it doesn't matter if we're talking about physiological health and well-being, uh, whether we're talking about endurance to have enough energy to make it through your day, um, whether we're talking about an immune system that allows you to fight off illness and disease and, and, and to keep some kind of quality of sustained well-being throughout your life, or whether we're talking about emotional well-being or we're talking about psychological well-being. There's a foundation that everything comes back to and that's digestion. Digestion is the key. It is the foundation. It is the the window that Alice goes through, runs through to find greater understanding about everything that holds everything together in the universe. If there is a secret to the universe, it is your digestive system. So um, I know that when the Western point of view opens up digestion... They take it in a completely different different direction than Ayurveda does. So I'd really like to give Ayurveda an opportunity to have some equal airtime about its perspective and understanding on digestion. So um, we're going to go ahead and keep with our ladies' first policy. Um, uh, Kellen, would you like to go ahead and throw in a from a pitch a primary person's point of view? Would you like to throw in something about digestion, girlfriend? Absolutely. And um, I'm going to go with with it relating digestion and pranayama because um, we think about, you know, digestion, and it's not just the food we consume that affects our physical and mental balance, but it's the experiences that, that we ingest and the word digestion, it's beautiful because digestion, the the goal of healthy digestion is to be able to um, keep and assimilate that what nourishes us and then to eliminate that which doesn't nourish us. And in Ayurveda, you know, that's often referred to as ama, the toxic, morbid, sludgy substance in the body that it just, you know, clogs us up in a physical sense and a mental sense. And just really looking at this from the mental sense with pranayama, um, Dr. Laud, who we all have, um, Washali and Dr. Paul and I have all studied with Dr. Laud. And Dr. Laud often refers to pranayama as being the vacuum cleaner of emotions. And so in terms of just the mental health or, you know, the health of our mind and our, our nervous system, uh, a consistent pranayama practice um, 
helps us digest, properly digest our daily experiences, you know, especially the emotions that come about of our daily experiences, whether we're feeling vata imbalance in, in our emotions of, of nervousness, of anxiety, um, the pitta ones where it's, you know, we're feeling, one is feeling um, irritable, impatient, um, the kapha type emotions could be just a, you know, lethargy, uh, depression and all of that. So, you know, those emotions, if, if they're not processed, they get stuck in the body. They, um, you know, for example, pizza predominant seems like we might be picking on the pizza people today, but, uh, <laughs> um, but so pizza predominant emotions, you know, you can get that sense of over control can get stored in the hips or anger and the liver, um, you know, emotions are energy and that energy has to go somewhere in the body if we don't know how to release it. And for me, the digestion of emotions through pranayama is, it, it's, it's, it's so important, you know, to be able to, um, from our daily experiences, again, to take in what nourishes us and then eliminate that, you know, which doesn't. And, and the breath, there are just beautiful breath techniques that, that help us do do just that and keeping that digestive system of, of the mental body um, in balance. And um, would you share with everybody the big Ayurvedic student joke about AMA, what we find all fun, really funny about AMA? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I know this joke. Yeah, it's spelled A-M-A. As an American medical it- assistant. <laughs> You know, I've never made that link. Can't, <laughs> really? Can't believe my little pizza mind did not make that link, but wow. That's my favorite joke about Ama. But at, at any rate, I just had to take a moment and, you know, work the room and share that one. Oh, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Wow. <laughs> and, and Dr. Paul, thank you for stepping in there and, and translating. Not a problem. <laughs> So would you would you talk about from your from your perspective would you talk about ama and digestion? Love to, uh, but first it's important to to note that what uh, Kellen is saying about mental digestion is at least as important as physical digestion, which I'm going to just say a few words about. In mental uh, activity is the cause of our habits, and our habits determine. Uh, the rest of our life and our world. And so one thing in Ayurveda is that consciousness is primary. And until we get our mental uh, acts together and digest the things that we're here on the planet to digest, uh, we develop habits that uh, are uh, problems for us. And a lot of those habits are physical and they are digestive. You've heard, of course, uh, you are what you eat as, a, as an aphorism about health, but really more accurately, you are what you digest. And if you don't digest, then that has all kinds of physical as well as uh, uh, psychological implications. And it's important to, uh, to get the Ayurvedic understanding of digestion because it's extremely helpful and uh, I think fairly unique. And the main principle, uh, from my understanding, is that digestion is uh, primarily a fire or heat-mediated uh, activity. 
So when you uh, take something into your uh, stomach, what's happening there is a heat uh, reaction. The acids in there burn the uh, food to start the digestive process, and the bile salts uh, further burn it so that it's broken down in a proper way so it can be absorbed in a way that it's supposed to be absorbed. And if that doesn't happen, if the burning doesn't happen, it's like uh, a car that doesn't combust its gas and a gunk can uh, build up in the system as a result. And when that gunk gets into your system, it, it has all kinds of bad effects. It essentially obstructs, blocks candles, coats, um, cells and things that need to breathe and, and not be coated. And that coating has a special name uh, in Ayurveda. It's uh, called AMA, A-M-A, and we uh, refer to that. But it's, uh, I call it uh, a toxic iPod. Uh, it's an incomplete product of digestion. And so our challenge is to avoid these toxic iPods and do proper digestion and that happens when we understand the digestive process in an Ayurvedic way. And that, firstly, Ayurveda says that it's heat-mediated. So anything that you do to either uh, not have the heat there that's necessary to do digestion or to counter the heat that's necessary for digestion is uh, a problem. And so uh, Ayurveda does things like suggest how you can build up the heat in your, uh, in your gastrointestinal tract to do the proper digestion. We do things like uh, chew up a little bit of ginger with salt, uh, which are kind of heating things to do, and we do that before meals so that digestion can happen. And um, we uh, do things like avoid taking sweets and especially cold drinks with our meals because those things also put out the fire of digestion. Uh, there are a whole list of things that we do in Ayurveda that cause digestion to be inefficient and uh, incorrect, and the result is we absorb stuff that isn't, isn't finished, it's, it's not done yet. And so um, we can go uh, through those things, which I have listed in my book as the 14 Commandments of Digestive Intelligence, and uh, see how we can improve digestion. And these principles uh, apply to most everyone, unlike the rest of, uh, uh, or a lot of Ayurveda that says, no, everybody's different. These digestive principles usually apply across the board in things like what foods are compatible with each other and how you should uh, eat, actually. Things like uh, how fast you eat, how you chew, whether your food is fresh, uh, the kind of activity you have uh, during and after the meal, whether or not you should fast, uh, whether or not uh, cold, heavy foods are right, and uh, the list goes on and on. So uh, Ayurveda wants you to digest so that you can absorb what you're supposed to absorb and not gunk up and obstruct your system. And would you give people some examples of how they might tell oh, yeah. if their system is gunked up? Well, um, it, it, 
it, it can be everything from a lack of energy after you eat to flat-out pain and discomfort after you eat. Now, Ayurveda says that if you digest properly, you should feel energized after you eat. And many of us, uh, on the other hand, wind up with Thanksgiving syndrome where we eat uh, in a wrong way and we feel like we can't get off the couch after we eat. We're just too tired. And that comes from all of, uh, breaking all these uh, 14 commandments of digestive intelligence and uh, getting uh, the, the negative effects of wrong digestion. I'll give you one example in, in my own world. Uh, my, my mother, who uh, at the time was in her mid-80s, called me up from the East Coast uh, with a severe stomach uh, ache after di- uh, dinner and um, uh, was very concerned to the point where she was thinking of going to the emergency room. And we just briefly were able to go over her diet and what she had eaten for dinner was an Ayurvedic no-no. She had had fish and fruit in the same meal. And we can uh, uh, understand, if we go into some detail, why those two are incompatible. But the, the problem was that they are incompatible, and it caused her some significant distress. Well, uh, of course, uh, the problem resolved itself with time, and uh, she didn't make that mistake again. But if she had known the principles of Ayurveda, that there are certain foods that don't go well together, then that could have been avoided. So um, digestion is, is key to avoid building up gunk in our system, and it's the gunk in our system that turns out to be the cause of a lot of illness uh, from an Ayurvedic point of view, and there's a, there's a whole uh, practice of how to get rid of the gunk. And a lot of that, is, as Kellen mentioned, has to do with how you breathe and exhale out uh, not only emotional toxin, but some physical toxin as well. Nicely done. I'd like to welcome anyone who may have joined us. The show is You Are What You Love. I'm your hostess, Wishali. And we are talking with Kellen Brugman. She is based out of Santa Barbara. She is an Ayurvedic consultant, and she is certified in Ayur Yoga. And Dr. Paul Hoffman. He teaches Ayurveda at Mount Madonna in Watsonville, California, and he's about to release his first book this year that is a double volume set called Dude, Where's My Cure? And both of them will be joining me on the Queen Mary for three days of helping people get their mind, body, and spiritual lives back into order and take their power back from mainstream information that they've been given that isn't helping them improve the quality of their life. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask each of you is um, when I started studying Ayurveda, there were some things that really surprised me. Uh, There were things that everybody does that we just consider normal in our everyday world that from an Ayurvedic point of view, as you mentioned, Dr. Paul is, you know, it's an Ayurvedic no-no. It's from an energetic point of view, it is a not, it's, it's a not wise practice to engage in, but we don't think about it. And food combining, as you mentioned, is one of the, the stark things that shocked me uh, in Ayurveda when I started studying it. Because everybody puts fruit on their cereal and then adds milk 
And that's a horrible toxic combination of food combining. And things like uh, when you go to bed, when you get up, things like oilation, just the, the filter on how to own and operate your human experience from an Ayurvedic point of view is radically different from how you were raised in mainstream America. So uh, if you don't mind, I, I'd love to hear from each of you about, as you were learning this and incorporating this and making changes in your life, the things that really struck you as how do, how do people survive in our culture without knowing this? How do they make it through life defaulting to these, these mainstream kind of habits and routines? Well, they don't. I mean, <laughs> uh, they Good get... Answer. They get sick if they don't understand um, how to do things properly. Uh, you know, it, it's a huge problem, and, and uh, we have uh, traditions and habits and uh, that are, are not uh, wise uh, from the Ayurvedic health point of view, but we also have the problem of uh, our central and uh, non-self-denial uh, orientation. Our tongue and our minds rule our world. And, yeah. And uh, if, uh, if we don't understand the power of taste and and uh, and uh, and mental satiation, then then we ignore all the wisdom that anyone will uh, present. I mean, it's, it's like people know that certain things are bad for them, but they eat them anyway. And that's a, that's a whole mental spiritual issue that uh, hopefully we'll address sometime in the future, but it's, it's the primary cause of the habits that result in our difficulty. So we need to understand uh, uh, Ayurvedic digestion, uh, not only of physical food and how to get that properly absorbed, but of the mental uh, challenges that we're on the planet to, to deal with and how to digest that so we don't, uh, run in anxiety to the refrigerator and eat the wrong stuff. Nicely said. Uh, Kellen, was there, was there anything you wanted to add about things that you learned about Ayurveda that shocked you about everyday life that you wanted to share that you, you have changed your life and most people don't, don't ha it's not on their radar, they have no idea? Yeah, there, there are. Um, I'm getting a little echo here. Hopefully you're not getting that. No. Uh, okay, good. Well, it went away. Um, well, the, I think the the big things in terms of food that you know that I see with with clients um, is it goes back to a food combination. You know, there's fruit and yogurt. I mean, yogurt comes in the grocery store as you know. There's fruit in it, which is an Ayurvedic no no. Um, you know, it causes just ama in the in the stomach and the sinuses. And uh, early on, I, this is a, a this, this story makes me laugh now. But it was that that first year that I studied with Dr. Lod and just kind of a newbie with Ayurveda. And uh, it was in upstate New York, which is a kapha-like environment in terms of um, just it can be uh, quite damp up there. And the the kapha one that I do have will get out of of whack in my sinuses quite quickly if I, if I um, don't pay attention to that. And on a, on a particular day up there, it was uh, uh, July and it was rainy. And uh, that afternoon I decided to, it was also, it was hot. So that afternoon I decided 
to swim in their um, the the salt um, pool there. And the kapha qualities are they're cloudy, they're sticky, they're heavy, and they're cool. And so it was a cloudy day. Um, the environment was a little sticky, and uh, the pool was cool, so that that helped cool my pitta. But what it was doing was starting to create a kapha imbalance in my sinuses. So um, after swimming in the cool pool, I decided to indulge in an ice cream um, bar, <laughs> which is, I know, heavy and sweet. Um, it rained that night. I was camping in my tent, so I was on the cool, damp floor with cloudy, cool um, rain all around me. And that morning, I woke up with cloudy, sticky, heavy sinuses. <laughs> and I just, I laughed because I thought, wow, there is kapha right there. And there's the kapha imbalance. And, you know, thankfully, I, I mean, it, it wasn't too crazy. So I was able just to, to bring it back into balance. But, um, you know, all the things that I shouldn't have done that day, I did. And, you know, there's people that do that every day. I mean, that that was one day for me. So I was able to you know, turn it around quite quickly. But, you know, I see clients that, you know, they don't realize why they keep having, you know, sinus problems or upper respiratory infections. And you start looking at the food combining and um, you begin to understand and then they can start to make those changes. Um, The other thing, just real real quickly, um, that Dr. Paul just touched on um, was about just the environment of of our society right now with some of regarding some of the mental challenges and it's a, a society right now where there's a lot of multitasking and a day that is just crammed full of things to do um, there's the the smart phones the, the you know all these devices where we're always plugged into some sort of technology and for Vata predominant folks, this is super stressful because um, you know they have more sensitive uh, nervous systems, and uh, all the go 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 and you know excess noise and all that is um, quite um, become quite imbalancing for for Vata people. You know, we uh, Vata predominant folks, you know, getting that sense of down downtime. You know, stop multitasking so much, you know, create a space where you can have some um, peace and quiet, some silence in your day um, is really important. That's, you know, it's like not a food combining, but it's, you know, those energetic uh, mental combinations, um, you know, that that affect our our health and our, our quality of our life, our quality of our, you know, relationships with others as well. Yeah, we're, I like to refer to the human experience as a single rider with about five different horses underneath it all going in different directions. And we're trying to get all those different forces into a unified direction. Uh, one of our listeners, Miss Yvonne in the chat room said universal breathing pranayama free app on iPhone, just an FYI. So, you know, when they say there's an app for that, well, apparently there is. So I have not seen it, but uh, universal breathing pranayama, you may want to, Take a look at that app and see if there's um, see if there's something uh, in there for you. Um, Rose in the chat room says, uh, 
Kellen, what symptoms initially after swimming made the kapha come out? And I said, it was sticky congestion. And she said, okay, but was that immediate in the nasal passage or where did you experience that? <laughs> wow, good, excellent question. Um, give you a little background on that. Um, Ayurvedically speaking, we look at... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, you know, one's family health history and my sensitivity in my sinuses is in Ayurveda, what one would call a kavegunya, and that's a um, weakened defective space and defective in the most positive way imaginable. So um, I found out years ago, I was in Iowa with my Nana and I was doing the neti pot and she asked what I was doing. And I explained, well, it's a saline, you know, salt rinse for my sinuses and it just, you know, helped that I don't get excess phlegm in the sinuses, Nana. And she said, oh, my gosh, I remember my mother standing over the sink and snorting up warm salt water in her sinuses. And so we both laughed about that. And I said, well, she was practicing Ayurveda. That's amazing. So for me, I know that sensitive sinuses, and it won't take much. It, will, it could take a swim in a cool pool in humid summer weather. Um, an ice cream cone <laughs> and sleeping on, you know, damp ground um, on a rainy night um, to, to cause, to cause that there to be some sort of imbalance in my sinuses right away. Because, you know, I'm talking, you know, several generations back where there were, you know, sinus problems. Some families it's, you know, heartburn. Um, some it's, you know, excess weight gain. You know, for me, if there was to be the Kavagunya the, the for me, it's my sinuses. So, um, yeah, I just noticed a little bit of phlegm the next morning and, uh, you know, right away got on my neti, did the fresh ginger, um, some bellows breath, which is a heating clearing breath for my sinuses. Um, they weren't serving cheese at Ananda Ashram up there in upstate New York, but I stayed away from, you know, some of the heavier kapha type type foods and you know for the next day or so just till my sinuses um, could rebalance themselves so it didn't it didn't take much it doesn't take much for my sinuses um, i have an iron stomach i'm blessed with that um, my digestive elimination system can handle a little more of challenges but uh the sinuses i have to baby them i definitely have to baby them that's those those little proclivities 
that um, we talked about earlier in the show. I, that's what I know I have to keep a watchful eye on. And, you know, uh, you did a, a wonderful job of pointing out that the accumulation and aggra- aggravation of this particular condition was a day. But most people in, in, in the world today aren't looking at a 24-hour period of accumulation and aggravation and the, and the problems that that causes. Would you guys speak to that? You mean that, that uh, they don't think about uh, uh, the delayed effects of things? Um, exactly. That, that They're not completely unfamiliar with the phenomena of accumulation and aggravation until it hits a flashpoint. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the mind and the tongue partying. Uh, you know, they, uh, they, they just do what they want and the rest of the body be damned. Um, when when you're into uh, you know, satisfying your senses, um, everything else uh, long term gets uh, put uh, out of you, and so uh, it, it's one of the, the the key spiritual mental lessons that that we have to learn is is delay of uh, of gratification and and uh, not always giving the the mind and the senses, a free run of of, of our lives. Um, uh, it, 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 it's where the mind and the spirit come into the formation of habits, which uh, then determine our health. It's it's terrible. I uh, I know. Growing up as kids, we 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 are very sensual and we like to have all those um, uh, desires satisfied, but uh, learning. The Ayurvedic take on not only uh, uh, dealing with the senses, but on on what things in in our diet are are not good, and that we have to deny our ourselves those pleasures uh, because they're bad for us long term is is a huge huge challenge. I remember when when I found out about um, the fact that sweet neutralize the digestive fire. Again, uh, digestion is based on a fire principle of burning up the food, digesting it. And when you add a sweet uh, or a cold uh, thing to your digestive process, like dessert, that helps um, neutralize that digestive fire. And then digestion doesn't go well. And so as a kid growing up, you waited for dessert and you uh, wanted to have that sweet taste at the end of the meal, and so learning from Ayurveda that, you know, you do a lot better if you pass on that or at least postpone it until the rest of your digestion can catch up with your meal, um, that that was uh, a bit of a blow. So we, we do have to, to take the long view, which is a very mature thing that most of us struggle with our whole lives, and... Um, take these Ayurvedic principles that are not meant to deny us pleasure, but uh, in the long term provide us with health. And to know how to organize our pleasures in a way that we actually get a sense of gratification from them and that's followed by a sense of well-being. One of the things I I wanted us to uh, get into in the time that we have left is the emotional component the emotional component to health and well-being and to breathing because we have a tendency 
in the West to think of our digestion as separate from our emotional life. And we have a tendency to think of our, our life as compartmentalized. And I know that when I talk to people and tell them that Ayurveda and Chinese medicine say that 97% of all of your physical ailments have an emotional origin, people are absolutely shocked. Right. Yeah, they do. They do. And, and, and in Ayurveda, in fact, they, they're even more specific that, that, that the, the failure to digest emotions is uh, results in a deposition of crystals in the connective tissue, and so a lot of connective tissue disease is is uh, the result of undigested uh, deposition of emotion in a certain place. And uh, Kellen mentioned the the weak space in our body, the kavagunya. Uh, we all have those, and we all have to uh, make sure that that we don't put emotions into those weak spaces. And, and every disease has um, an emotional uh, cause in terms of uh, Ayurvedic thinking. I, I think uh, a stubbornness, for example, is associated or can be one of the emotional causative factors in uh, something like multiple sclerosis. Uh, and when I heard that, I thought, what the heck? You know, uh, can that really be true? And then, uh, of course, uh, I saw that, in fact, it was true in, in, my, in my practice experience, and I'm sure Kellen has, has seen the same thing. Uh, Kellen, would you like to speak to that, sweetheart, the emotional component? Sure. Uh, yeah, just, you know, in, in studying, you know, Ayurveda, you know, looking at the different types of emotions, um, whether it's, you know, vata type, pitta type, kapha type, um, you know, you also look at, you know, what organs have or what emotions have an affinity, you know, for certain organs. And you know, I mentioned earlier, but, you know, the, the liver with, with anger and um, just those fiery emotions or, um, you know, the, the kidneys can be affected by uh, the emotion of fear and so any, you know, again, any emotion that's, that's not properly digested is, it's going to settle somewhere in the body. And most likely, you know, at those organs where, you know, that emotion has an affinity for. And so, um, you know, pranayama, it's, it's an amazing practice because, you know, you, it's a, the breath cycles made up of the inhalation, the exhalation, and then what, many folks don't realize until they actually start practicing pranayama is, um, is the space between the inhale and the exhale. And so, you know, what I work with, with some of my clients is just starting to pay attention to the breath and realizing, you know, through your exhalations, you know, being able to release through that exhalation, um, you know, just the physical stress you feel in your body, but, you know, is there a particular emotion that's, been prevalent in your in your in your mind in your life and you know releasing that where do you where have you felt that emotion and imagine it actually leaving the body and then you know with that inhalation welcoming in a new thought so if it's fear you know thinking about you know courage or if it's anger thinking about 
you know, patience, acceptance. Um, and then that beautiful space between, you know, that inhalation and exhalation, it's, you know, it's a time just to, um, relax into potentiality of, you know, being able to, um, you know, realize, wow, there's, there's, there's a space, there's a moment to just step back for a moment and, and pause. Um, and it's a, in that pause, a lot of people find that they actually, you know, transcend the mind, the emotions, and they just arrive at, you know, at their space of the heart. And cause there's, you know, there's that awareness there of the breath, they're watching it there in the heart space. And it's a, you know, it's a chance just to, you know, connect to, that part of our being, that's the spirit body. And, you know, that's, that's always in balance. It's, you know, the body, the mind that, that gets out of balance, that gets out of whack. And, you know, yoga, pranayama especially helps us to, um, you know, move through the obstacles, the limitations and, and get into that, that spiritual aspect of ourselves where, wow, I am, I think you said that earlier in the show, you know, we are beings of peace. We, we are, um, you know, divine, peaceful beings. It's just a matter of reconnecting back, you know, to that aspect of ourself. I'd like to take a moment and welcome anyone who may have joined us. The show is You Are What You Love, and I'm your hostess, Wishali. And today we're talking about all things Ayurvedic. And you have just been listening to my two guests. I have Killian Brugman, and she is based out of, excuse me, Killian uh, Brugman. She's based out of Santa Barbara. And she and Dr. Paul Hoffman are going to be joining me on the Queen Mary, March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th on a three-day symposium called Cure What Ails You to help you get information on a mind-body-spirit level to retake your power and your health and your well-being back how to address issues that affect your mental, psychological, emotional, and spiritual well-being from people that want to offer you something other than big pharma, big agricultural, uh, main slime kind of information. And uh, I know, Paul, that your book, Dude, Where's My Cure?, is going to be coming out sometime this year. Um but would you let people know what the book is about and what they might find in it? And is it just people that have studied Ayurveda that would want to get it? Who's your audience? Well, the the audience is actually not uh, people that have a de novo interest in alternative medicine or Ayurveda. The the, the target audience is, is the lay and general public. And uh, for that reason, I've done something with this book that's essentially very different from many of the other beautiful books on Ayurveda. And with apologies to all the Ayurveda scholars uh, and with the understanding of my teacher, Dr. Ladd, I've removed all the Sanskrit. And (laughs) and, uh, uh, because I felt that this was... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Such a radical concept, uh, and, and difficult enough to learn 
as a concept that uh, there was no point in also trying to learn another language um, at the same time. That's kind of like the Latin of the, the Catholic Church, which I know is a, a favorite of Vaishali's. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I, I, I did that, and I tried to translate as best I could a lot of the superior Sanskrit terms into English. So the idea is, is that it's a, a, a book that explores uh, many of the basic aspects of Ayurveda uh, in English with uh, no, no confusing uh, Sanskrit. Uh, so that's, that's the one thing. And then I tried to make it entertaining uh, by um, putting in uh, personal uh, stories of uh, patients that I've understood in, in, a, uh, in a kind of narrative that, that is woven throughout uh, actually both volumes. So hopefully it's entertaining as, as well as informative uh, because studying science can be a little dry. I've, I've tried to lighten it up a little bit, and, and hopefully people will, will enjoy it as, as well as get the benefit of understanding how Ayurveda can be transformative uh, for their physical health as, as well as their mental health. But it is, it is the mental health that, that is a huge part. In fact, the, the, the second volume deals with mental and spiritual aspects and is there uh, because uh, they are dominant in, in in our habits and what we do. And, and it boils yes. down to oversimplify uh, to how we handle our pain. And uh, not to get too Buddhist on you, but um, uh, pain is, is such a huge uh, aspect of our lives and, and what we do in response to all the different pains, physical as well as emotional, is, is a fascinating uh, aspect. To, to how we how we lead our lives. So whether we anesthetize or uh, divert the pain to something else or do something constructive is, is the key aspect uh, to to deciding whether or not we follow our our commandments of digestive intelligence or just uh, head for Baskin Robbins. You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, it, it's huge, and I hope people will uh, not only take the benefit of the, the physical. Uh, suggestions that are made in Volume 1, but to go to Volume 2, which looks at, at how we make our, our choices and, and get some clarity there. And as you all know, because you're good and loyal listeners of You Are What You Love, it all starts with this one spiritual law that governs everything, the physical, the non-physical world, and that law is you are what you love, and you love whatever you give your attention to. You cannot get away from that law. So the more you look at your pain as having more power than you do, you love being powerless. And then you send that message to your body, send that message to your circulatory system, to your immune system, to the organs in your body, to the nervous system. And that's not what you came to this planet to do. You didn't come to build a monument to that crap with your love. You came to the planet to take your power back as a force of divine love and wisdom that you are. And it starts with you are what you love and you love whatever you give your attention to. So are you loving wisely? What are you giving your attention to? And you'll know if you're loving wisely by how what you give your attention to makes you feel. If it makes you feel limited or unlimited, if it makes you feel heavy, sticky, groggy, light, overstimulated, understimulated, 
you'll know this law, you are what you love and you love whatever you give your attention to. And um, Kellen, my love, you're <laughs> going to be teaching some yoga on the Queen Mary. When people come to the Queen Mary, you're going to be teaching it, I believe, on Sunday. Would you let people know what they might expect from signing up on the Queen Mary on Sunday and getting the benefit of your yoga Sunday morning? Yeah, um, and I'm not sure if it's Sunday or Saturday, but the, I know our it's um, it's listed on our event. So, but it is one of it's the morning time, and it's going to be just a beautiful time to just awaken the body and um, just start to learn a little bit about you know how does one weave those basic simple Ayurvedic principles and in, into a into a yoga practice. You know how how do we feel the um, the quality of of heavy or grounding in a practice, or the, the quality of of warmth, um, the quality of oily in the body. Um, you know, if pitta is is hot, what type of a yoga pose would be good to calm my pitta? If you know kapha is high, what what would be a, a great pose to to help balance kapha? So, uh, you know, it's going to be a just a slow, gentle uh, flow practice with some of those healing, balancing Ayurvedic principles woven in. So, you know, I'll, I'll take into consideration, you know, what the current weather is that day. Um, you know, the fact that um, folks perhaps have traveled, so maybe Vata is a little high if, you know, people have traveled um, to get there. And, um, you know, in an, in an environment that's, you know, not their own bedroom, not their own bed. So that can, you know, get Vata a little out of whack. Um, you know, and we'll look at just, you know, the environment of if people will be sitting, you know, what can we do just to address, you know, the body if, you know, through the course of the day, maybe someone's sitting a little bit more at, a, at a, in an event. So it's, it will be just a, a really sweet practice that will be specific to, you know, what's, what's going on, um, you know, that, that particular um, weekend f- um, for us there in Long Beach. Um, I, I absolutely love, you know, being able to share yoga with folks because it's, you know, it's something that, you know, one takes away and they can do every day. And it's a, a simple way. It's um, nothing like all of a sudden you have to start doing yoga an hour a day. Uh, with most of my clients, I said, let, let, let's start with, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day and uh, start to weave this into your, your daily practice. So um, Ayurveda, um, you know, again, at blending the principles of Ayurveda into the, uh, the poses and the breath. I want to let our listening audience know that Kellen is located in, based out of Santa Barbara, and Dr. Paul is up in Northern California. Santa Cruz. So if you're, I'm sorry, sweetheart? Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Yeah, the home of the banana slugs. Go banana slugs. <laughs> and if you're in Southern California or you're traveling from an area around uh, Southern California to get to the Queen Mary, to get to the event, I want to encourage you, this is your time to see people that are coming from all over. Dr. Mary Helen is coming from Ireland. Uh, Robert Scott Bell and Liam Sheff are coming from Florida. I'm coming from Florida. This is your chance for the same amount of time that if you were to spend one hour with me, you get three days with all these people to address how to cure what ails you. So even though these folks are not based in Southern California, this is your opportunity to go and sit down in front of Dr. Paul and say, take my pulse. 
this is your opportunity to go up and speak to Kellen and say, you know, there's rheumatoid arthritis in my family and I have problems with my hips or my knees. What would you suggest is rehabilitative that I can do? If you want to build up yourself, your life from the inside out, this is three days to get unlimited contact with across-the-board people that are going to help you cure what ails you. Now, we've got a whole big four and a half minutes left in the program, so let me be really, really generous and give each of you two minutes to just kind of share whatever you would like because I'm just that kind of generous Vata primary girl. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do ladies first. So if you would like, you got two minutes, girlfriend, to go ahead and share whatever it is that you would most like people to hear before we wrap up the program. Oh, my goodness. Um, Your Vata can do it. Your Pitta will keep you in check. Go, girl. It's like two minutes. I don't even have a, a timer here, but get, get gong, gong me when it's ready. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to mention about just, you know, the, the, the whole aspect of, you know, I want this whole experience, um, you know, Ayurveda yoga to be enjoyable for people. Um, you know, in working with clients in recommending yoga, breath, foods, um, lifestyle, remedies. You know, it's not that I want to tell somebody, you know, you can't eat ice cream. It's like, I love ice cream, but I, I know when and where it's the right time to eat it. So in, in using Ayurveda right now for folks, it's, you know, the practitioners, you know, myself included, um, you want it to be easy so that people can integrate it into their life. You know, um, I up. want things to be effective and enjoyable. Life is meant to be enjoyed so that we can express that, that beautiful creativity of, of ourselves to share with the world. Agreed. Beautifully stated. Dr. Paul? Well, uh, I'd I like to tell people that there's, there's a whole world of understanding out there that's so radically different from uh, what I knew and what probably most people know that it is a mistake to avoid learning Ayurveda. Uh, Ayurveda is the medical science that goes with yoga. Yoga is not just uh, being physically healthy, but it's a whole uh, philosophy of life and health as, uh, that's not only physical, but uh, spiritual and emotional. And uh, that if you have an opportunity to look at something differently, especially if things are not going well for, for you, you need to take it. Uh, my father uh, was also a physician, and he suffered from uh, pretty nasty diabetes, and nothing that we could do in Western medicine was really fixing a lot of the problems that he had with that. And that was one of the reasons I actually decided to study Ayurveda, and he resisted uh, until the end uh, making use of that, and finally relented and got tremendous relief and years added on to his life that I'm convinced he would not have had had he not opened his mind to the Ayurveda that I opened my mind to. So I'd just like to uh, urge all your listeners to uh, understand that there is a gold mine out there, and its name is Ayurveda. You are spot on both in your time increment and in your wisdom dr paul paul you don't have a website do you am i am i correct in that uh not yet but your friends are going to get me one. 
Okay, excellent. And Dr. Paul, I'm going to twist his arm and make him come back on. And again, uh, you've been listening to Dr. Paul Hoffman. His book, it will be released this year called Dude, Where's My Cure? And Kellen Brugman. And her website is kellenbrugman.com. She's based in Santa Barbara. They will be joining me on the Queen Mary. Giving away free Friday tickets for the Queen Mary. Email me, v at purplev.com to get your free Friday tickets. Next Friday, I'll be joined by Darlene Navarre, and she'll be talking about raw foods for all of those who have been wanting to make raw foods more of your diet. She'll be talking about how to do that in a way that's fun and playful. And then I'm also going to be on on Tuesday night. On Beyond the Veil, Linda Allen is uh, uh, off with pneumonia. We wish her well. So uh, I'll have psychic Michelle Halnode joining me on Tuesday night for Beyond the Veil, taking your questions about your life, your life purpose. And then next Sunday on You Are What You Love, Dr. Mary Helen will be rejoining us next Sunday. Yay! And we'll also be joined by Corrine DeWinter. She's the founder of purpleplates.com. It's based on Tesla's theory of free energy. She'll also be on the Queen Mary with me talking about purple plates. So don't miss those shows. You've been listening to You Are What You Love with author Waishali. To order Waishali's book, You Are What You Love, or to schedule a private self-emergent session with Waishali, visit youarewhatyoulove.com. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you are what you love, and you love whatever you give your attention to. So love wisely. 